Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hi! Hey! Recruiting Animal here. On March 7th, 2018, in a few seconds, we're going to find out if Jerry liked the music this week. My guess is no. But I have to tell you something. The very first Recruiting Animal show was on March 7th, back in 2007. 2007. But coming back to the present, I want to complain about something that's been bugging me for a long time. It's one of my pet peeves, and that's the word gratitude. Gratitude. Everyone's always telling you, really always, to feel gratitude. I'm going to give you an example that explains why it bugs me. I saw a guy I know online list a few things that he felt gratitude for. And he mentioned his decision to pursue the woman who became his wife. He said he was grateful for this. But doesn't grateful mean thankful? And that means you're thanking someone for helping you, but he did this himself. So why is he thanking somebody? What does he do, I have to ask, when he makes a bad decision? Blame it on somebody else, right? I never see any of the geniuses telling us to do that. When you do something wrong, you're responsible. But when you do something right, you have to thank somebody for helping you. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Do you? (laughs) I mean, seriously. So I guarantee that if you come on this show and screw up, we're going to blame you. Yeah, we do. But if you do something right, we're going to praise you. And Jerry, Jerry, what show is this? The Recruiting Animal myself to pick out your uh, intro music. No for, way! Just, I no, picked my own music. Couple weeks, just give me a shot, because that was horrible. That was, <laughs> you, you, you've what got was 20 seconds to pump enough. up an entire global audience, and you choose that crap? Come on, man. I I, I, I realize that you're, you're a gifted uh, orator, but you're not a DJ. You're not an MC no. in any way. No. And, no. Well, no. No. Turn it no. over. Yeah. Turn it over no, to the person I on do your it. team. If you send me ready some, for it. If, me. If you send me something good, I'll consider it. But otherwise, I nope, like nope, nope, my nope. choices. Nope. Okay. I'm not anyway, saying consider it. So I'm saying do it. That's 
fair, Jerry. He's asking you for, uh, you know, your selection, and you're backing down from it. So you can't. No, I'm play. not. I'm no, saying no, no, I'm no. not going to give it to him to, to decide on. I'm saying let me call the shot. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing, Jerry. Because that was horrible. Hey, give us. I thought I'm not because I have to be here. That sucked. <laughs> give me something <laughs> from your own band. Give me. You got a band. Give me a I'm recording right. from your own band. Okay, we'll see how much I'll give you whatever I want, okay. and you'll like it. Okay. Okay, look, everybody, before we get going, I want to thank my sponsors. Martin Snyder, he's the boss at PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army Knife of recruiting software. Nin Tran, the COO of Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool. And finally, Nicholas Livingston, the CEO of Honet, H-O-N-E-I-T, the online interview technology. And now appearing for the first time on the Recruiting Animal Show is Wendy Schwartz. Wendy, are you with us? I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, great. That's good. That's the first good news. You know what, though? Jerry wasted so much time talking about music. I, I wanted to sing a song with you. Do you know Turning Japanese? Turning Japanese. I think I'm, I turning, think I'm Japanese. turning Japanese. I really think so. Da, really da, da, think so. Da, da, Let's do a few more. Da, da, da. <laughs> Turning Japanese, you know, I'm turning Japanese. Come on, Wendy. I really think so. I really so. think so. <laughs> okay, let's go on. Wendy, I Twitter know I have a sketchy case. voice because I have no, at least you sang. Hey, you sang. That puts you in the 1%, okay? So Wendy's Twitter address is Wendy, W-E-N-D-Y, Schwartz, S-C-H-W-R-T-Z, 22. No, no, A-R-T-Z. Wendy Schwartz. What did I say? S-C-H-W-A-R-T-Z 22. Yeah, Wendy Schwartz 22. There's a million Wendy Schwartzes, so she's number 22. Uh, Let me see. You know, for the intro, let's just go straight to your plug, okay? You are going to be presenting two uh, 30-minute webinars for Recruiter.com to help train new agency recruiters. The first one is on April 3rd at 10 a.m., and it's on resume repositioning. I think that means tweaking. Uh, you'll tell us Correct. in a second. And the second one mm-hmm. is on managing candidates during the interview process. That's April 10th at 10 a.m., all EST. Uh, okay. Uh, so what is uh, resume repositioning? That's You believe that the recruiter should rewrite the candidate's resume. Is that right? No, that's not right. I am mixed on that situation because there are some recruiters that are uncomfortable doing that. There are some recruiters that prefer to say to the candidate, go back and make these changes based on the position description. And that's one of the things I'm going to be discussing during hey, that hey, webinar. Hey, don't lecture us here. This isn't a webinar, okay? I like when you said, no, I don't agree with you. This is what it means. Instead, you're going off on a tangent. Don't do that, okay? Let's move on. She's got two webinars. There's something about managing candidates. Okay, okay. so here, I got something to say. It looks to me, you know, Jerry was saying on his Facebook group, he was saying it's becoming apparent that as internal recruiting teams become more skilled and sourcing tech becomes more advanced, the numbers are looking slimmer on our side of the fence. I'm quoting him, so he can't say I'm misrepresenting him. I said that. And it looks like. I said that. Yeah. It lo- 
Yeah, but it looks like Wendy's taking you very seriously, Jerry, because she's getting out of recruiting, and she's moving into the job search, coaching, and resume writing. Is that it? You think recruiting, third-party recruiting is dead, and that's why you're going over to the job hunt side of things? No. <laughs> why? I'm not why gonna, are you I'm not going to elaborate. Recruiting? I'm just going to say no, not totally. Why are you leaving recruiting? Because you say you're very successful. Okay, so I'm not fully leaving recruiting, although I am transitioning. And it's for the reasons of the time-sensitive nature. It's not to say that resume writing and career coaching isn't time-sensitive. But for me personally, I like to walk on the beach. And I've been in situations as a recruiter where I have literally been on the top of a ski slope negotiating a contract, and I don't want to do that anymore. So that's, on, that's, that's like the best one time of to do it. That is amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah, the best time I had to, do it I had to wrap skiing? up a $30,000 deal in Grand Cayman, and it just bugged me. It just yeah. I, I, I don't want Cayman. I have no clue. I, just, I, have, I don't want to make money. Wow. Yeah. You're yeah. so funny. Yeah, oh my God. No, I, I do want to make money. Is it that you don't Nobody like swallows that, Wendy. We're not buying it, okay? We're not buying it. Wait, wait, Animal, is it that, Wendy, is it that you don't like <laughs> the stress of recruiting? I mean, because it, it is demanding. I mean, there is, a, there is you know, time limitations and, and people oh. calling you all the time wanting updates. Is it that? No, I have a sense. I have a very strong sense of urgency. So, to some extent, it is the, you know, having to do things that are very time sensitive. However, why don't you say this? There's Hold on. more to it, and say, I, I agree. I agree that agency. I had enough. I can't take the pressure. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> That's the answer. I just want to say hello to Rebecca. I've been doing it this for, like... for a long time, so I'm not. You know, yeah, I'm you had no. Enough. I can you, handle the pressure. You've had enough. We get the picture. We understand. Yeah, you yeah. made your money. And I want to sell my online property and make money in within the next 10 years so that I can, you know, get to that next level, which is only spending time walking the beach. Yeah. Get it? Uh-huh. Yeah, I get okay. it. Okay. I want to say hi to Rebecca. It sounds like Rebecca's here. Rebecca Sargent, are you on the line? I am. Hi, how are you? Hi. Hi, welcome hi, back. Rebecca. It's only been... Five years or that. so. Hey. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm back. Okay. I'm back so, as a, a headhunter. I'm not back as a trainer. So there you go. Okay. Good. So you say your past two placements were for an account executive in the cloud space in small startups, but you've recruited Correct. for IT product managers, implementation consultants, sales and marketing, engineering, instructional designers. You have a, a wide range of. IT-oriented placements, right? And I think you want to tell us a story very quickly of how you became a recruiter. You sent that to me. I know the story. I knew you you would like that one. (laughs) Okay. I had a blind date. That's basically it. So before the invention of Math.com, I I put in a personal ad in the St. Petersburg Times, and of the people that answered – many of them losers, beyond belief, this one particular person who had a friend up in Boston doing user interface work, that guy up in Boston wanted to get a team of recruiters and train them in. And so the longest time went by with my friend, and then 
the the actual guy called me. He looked me up in what was then the phone book. You're dragging it out. And, you're um, dragging yeah. it out. Your your date, who you didn't marry, I assume. You didn't marry this guy, right? No. Well, let, uh-uh. let her finish okay. the story and we'll find out. Okay, I'm going to cut the drama take... and get to the point, okay? Yeah. You good with that? Yeah. Bottom line, yeah. I started recruiting and I quit my day job and the rest is history. Okay, so you went out on a date. He had a friend in Boston, and this guy, what did he did he say? I'm going out with this wonderful girl, and the guy said, well, if she's so wonderful, maybe she wants to work for me as a recruiter. Do I understand that correctly? Is that what happened? No, I'm going to tell you the real story really quick. The yeah, guy, every day. The story, man, instead of okay, but just that. listen, the guy every day would say, he would say, God, I really want to recruit. My friend wants me, Tony wants me to recruit. And he would say it like daily. And then finally, he never did anything. And the guy called me instead. So that's what happened. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And you liked then it. When was that? Uh, when was that? Were... Wait, you, you guys both spoke at once. When was that? When did you start recruiting? Oh, 1995 was the year. Okay. Okay. Now, <laughs> yes, now, the, it was a long time Did you take any ago. recruiter training? Did you take any recruiter training? Because you were working at a remote location. You weren't working in an office with these guys in Boston, right? You were in Florida. The, oh, the guy wasn't even a recruiter. We were using headhunter.net, and he just basically showed me the ropes of here's what you do. You find candidates, and then you send them in. And I was literally spaghetti slapping to, to CSC and a couple and SPSS and literally like didn't know what I was doing at all. And, okay. let me you know, move, bada let me bing, shift, next let me thing shift. I know, you I'm making, no you know, you more money in one minute. You're, you're a self-made woman, okay? How do you next pick up Next thing you know, she's on a thir- ski, sclo- ski slope telling people to screw <laughs> off. She doesn't want to hear about sending them an invoice. She's <laughs> busy. Your money. I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> this is the Recruiting Animal Show brought to you by PC Recruiter. Back to the show. Okay. Uh, so how do you pick up business? You know, you can tell us because you're moving out of the thing. We can, we can learn this secret from you. How do you pick up business since you were cast out on your own and you've done very well? What is your business development secret? Uh, relationship rules and its value. That's it. All I can say what, is that 90% of my clients are people that I know through the grapevine or that were referred to me. Okay, so you don't have to do much cold calling for business. Is that what you're saying? I never cold call anyone. Never have. How never do you will. get it? How do you get an order if nobody I, knows you? But it's okay. So, it you know, I can do biz dev and like reach out to hiring managers via LinkedIn, and that would be I guess cold in mailing, you know, but typically it's through like it might be someone that I know that moved on to another company that is now the head of sales. That's a perfect example. My, I told you two sales jobs. So one of the guys was actually a candidate of mine that became a, started a new company recently. Yeah, you know what? I don't want to hear about that. I want to hear about how you do it on LinkedIn. I want to hear how you do that business development on LinkedIn, approaching uh, uh, hiring managers on LinkedIn. How do you find the hiring managers? What do you say in the in-mail? What's your typical result? Tell us some stories. Okay. 
So, for example, I would go and look at people that used to work at a company that I recruited for and see where they are and look for maybe the head of sales. And then I would reach out to them and say, hi, you know, I, want to, I noticed that you had a couple of opportunities that are open, um, and I wanted to reach out and see if you're open to using contingency recruiters. Boom. And that's it. And either they are or they aren't. And then keeping in touch with them, too, sometimes. I'll, like, just like every once in a while, if I see they got promoted, I'll say congratulations, you know, those types of things. Do you wish them happy birthday when LinkedIn shows you this? <laughs> Never. <laughs> no. Okay. How, do you, how did you know that they, they, these people were looking for jobs? Did they advertise them on LinkedIn, or did you go to Indeed and, you know, check their company? They, on their profile, they usually write, we're hiring. That's like a common thing uh-huh. that's going on right now. <laughs> so how, how useful is this? Is this a, could someone do all their business approaching people on LinkedIn through InMail? Look, business development? Yes. Yeah? What does everybody else think? Michael G. Cox, you first. Hey, if it's working for her, great. I still haven't uh, figured out her, her um, process. It, it doesn't seem like just <laughs> saying or asking, are you hiring, would work. Well, she says it works. Okay. Then it works. Rebecca. It- Rebecca Sargent. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. What do you what do you think? I'm <laughs> Be straightforward. You're a straight shooter. I, I she don't doesn't see like it working. It. I don't like it at okay. all. But okay. again, a lot of the candidates okay. I'm dealing with aren't on LinkedIn. Really? Who's not We're on LinkedIn We're talking about clients, though, no? Aren't we talking about clients? Yeah. All yeah. my clients. Yeah, who's not on I'm LinkedIn, doing, I'm Rebecca? I'm doing environmental yeah, stuff. who's not on LinkedIn? Environmental engineers are not on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm actually having I believe to chase, that. Them, chase them other ways. Yeah, so I'm an IT recruiter, and we a, didn't mention that. Yeah, yeah he, said, he said that's a tough market, uh, environmental engineering. Uh, Stephen Nahas, you might want to chat with him about his yeah. experience. He left it. Yeah, he left it. Okay, anybody else want to comment on that business development on LinkedIn? I know that our friend Tyron in Tokyo <laughs> thinks that's the greatest thing in the world. He says LinkedIn is just waiting there to be exploited for business development, and he teaches courses on it. So I can I just throw uh, in? Uh, I mean, I type in environmental engineer on LinkedIn. There are one hundred seven thousand seven hundred eleven results. <laughs> so I'm just throwing oh. that out there. I mean, so hey, hey Adam, Patrick Rosen. So, uh, so, so they're not hey, there. Wendy, how are you? How are you doing this marketing? Are you just? I miss what you're doing. Are you just posting something on in your status, or are you? No, no. She sends you know, in mails. She looks up people. That she oh, knows, no. uh, yeah. they came. She knows the company. She looks up people who've left, who are in a hiring uh, manager position, and she sends them an email asking if they're willing to work on uh, on uh, with contingent, contingency recruiter, contingent recruiters on these searches that they've currently got going. Animal. Do you send, do you send Animal? emails or anything, or just it's purely just an email? Uh, Kathy, just let Rich finish, and then we'll call, okay. I'll, I'll come to you okay. in a sec. Richie, go okay. ahead. Well, louder, louder, <laughs> please. <laughs> Sorry, I'm on myself. So, hey, so is it, are you sending uh, are you sending emails or just emails? Is that directed to me? Can I speak, animal? Because yeah. I don't want yes, to speak Wendy. out of turn. I'm afraid of talking you. Talking to you. Hey, well, you can talk out of turn. You're the guest. Go ahead. You you talking to me? You talking to me? Yes. 
So <laughs> to answer your question, I once you send somebody an invite, let's say you're not connected with them, but you know them through the grapevine, so you establish rapport, say something friendly, very quickly you send them an invite. As soon as you send them an invite, you have access to their email. So you can do a combo approach where you're sending them a message replying, saying thank you for accepting my invite, blah, 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 blah. And then you also send them a separate email to the email address that's available, or you can use a product like Hunter, sorry to plug Hunter, and and do a find and figure out what their corporate email is. So all of the above. Yeah. Just any so way you can get just, to them without annoying them. Yeah, yeah so sounds like she's uh, pretty much doing what everybody yeah, does. Exactly. Let, let Rich finish. Rich, anything else? Rich, no, going to Kathy, Ben. Yeah, go ahead, Kathy. I just want to figure it out. You're doing kind of what everyone shoot. else is doing, like Terry said. Yeah. Kathy, shoot. We're going to move on, Kathy. If it works go for ahead. her, I think that's great. I would probably use LinkedIn to find out um, if certain companies were hiring, <laughs> and then I would pick up the phone. I mean, yes, Kathy, why I, don't you pick up the phone? Wendy. Me? Oh, okay. Yeah, why don't you why pick up don't the phone I pick and call the them like Kathy said? I don't know. They don't I I don't need to. <laughs> I have three I have like three clients right now that I'm too busy for. No, I <laughs> I don't know. People call me or somehow or another it works out that no, way. No, no, the no. She line. says when when I've, instead of sending e- emails or in mails in those cases where you have done it. Why didn't you just phone the people directly? Kathy's a, a phone freak, okay? She likes the phone. She wants to know why you don't use it. Please, give us a straight, simple answer. I don't like to. Why not? <laughs> I just don't. It's like, why is the, it's like, why is the sky blue? It's blue because it's okay. blue. I don't like Anybody doing, else on this? It's just Sorry, the way I, any, I want to move on. Anybody else on this one? Anybody else want in on this? No? Okay, I'm going to go to an ad. Take a breather, Wendy. Are you having fun? (gasps) Yeah, okay. Hey, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software. Swiss Army knives do everything, okay? That's why Marty likes to call them that. Anyway, PC Recruiter recently celebrated its 20th anniversary, and they won. It's really nice. In the same year, they won the top-rated award for recruiting software from uh, Trust Radius, and that's like the People's Choice Awards. The results are based on customer satisfaction scores. The voters are real reviewers. They're people who use the product and put in reviews. You've got to have at least 30 reviews to qualify to be a contestant. Your mom can't vote, okay? You have to have real users to qualify. And so a lot of people really like PC Recruiter. And you know what? PC Recruiter likes them too. So go check them out at PCRecruiter.net. Is that okay, Jerry? Jerry's sleeping already. Okay. Wendy, back to you. I'm awake. Wendy, you with me? Uh, I have my phone on mute. I'm awake. I'm awake. Yeah, that's okay, Jerry. Okay, Wendy, you talk about now, this is funny everybody. in the context. This is funny in the context of our last uh, topic. You say building rapport is a really big deal. Okay, uh, in fact, here's what you say. Here's I'm going to quote her this net. She says, "I like to joke that I have truth serum in my blood, 
That's not like tiger's blood, okay? Truth serum in my blood because I'm able to get candidates and clients to open up, okay? To me, by sending them an in-mail, that's not, <laughs> not going to do that. You tell us how you build rapport, please. Oh, that's all on the phone, baby. That is completely on the phone. That's all phone work. So tell us, okay, who are we talking about first, candidates or clients? Who do you want to tell us who you build rapport with? Well, let's talk about candidates first because, you know, right okay. now I do a lot of resume work. and that, You know, that too, you've got to how build you, a rapport. How, yeah. how do you build rapport? Tell us. I really want to know. You know, I, I by my beliefs and philosophies about creating win-win relationships because I disarm people because they trust me. Wow. Well, yeah, I don't understand you what you just said. <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Can you say it that again, was... but, you know, explain it? Like, how do you build rapport? Okay, I mean, so nitty-gritty hey, granularly. How about that leaf game last night? Oh, sorry. Sorry, I don't want to cut that, you off. That's a very good about- example. If I see the, I'm going to see the Lightning and the Rangers on tomorrow. And so yeah. if I see on somebody's profile that they are a hockey buff, I'm going to mention that right away off the bat. Uh-huh. And I ask uh-huh. people to tell me about their situation so that they start opening up. Okay. It doesn't sound like magic to me. It's just like straightforward. Hi, I'm a headhunter. Can you tell me... Uh- you know what you're doing right now. Is that a sense? Dude, what none of this is magic. It's just a simple matter of finding a way that works she for you. She said she's and got truth it. serum in her blood. I don't have truth serum in my blood. Okay. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know I how it's know done. I don't know if she does either. I, well, so people disarm themselves. So it, let's say they have like five other potential jobs. I'll know everything about that before they go on the interview, and I'll be able to help them as a trusted advisor. And there's an article on recruiter.com that I, I'm not sure if it came out yet, but I think it did. But yeah, just yesterday. And it talks about how to become a trusted advisor to your candidates. And that is what I right. do. Right. Same yeah. with clients, how, how too. Do you, what words do you use so I can copy them, okay? Uh, I, won't, I won't go on okay. much longer with this. I just want to know, aside, if they're not hockey fans, what do I do? What do I say when I get on the phone? Okay, so because I don't cold call, I've already set up an appointment with them via email, point A. Point B is, tell me about your current situation. And you say it with warmth and love. You say it with, I care. And then you listen. Uh-huh. Tell <laughs> me about your current so situation. This is, animal just cannot picture how to build rapport and be genuine with people. It's like such a foreign thing. It's like, like going to the zoo and having somebody tell you about, you know, the, the monkeys in the cage. You're like, what's that? Tell me all about it. Animal, here's some words that you might start with. Tell people to trust you. Call them scout and champ and big guy, stuff like that. That will really get them endeared to you. Then tell them, I'll be honest with you. About every couple of sentences. Just throw that in. <laughs> there you go. We like to. I shouldn't have yeah, given all like that away in one shot, but there you have it. <laughs> the road we, to we big like to filler dump. We're, we're going to have to listen we to the replay and get here. those words down. <laughs> i got to take this down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Does anybody else want to Okay. Does anybody else want to talk about that? But here's something you just said. So you don't cold call people on the phone, even candidates. Are they the same Correct. email and uh, an email? Is that your... Uh, standard first approach? Is that your method of first contact? 
email and in-mail with the candidates Yes, and I well. give them minimal information so that I draw them in. <clears throat> so what goes in the subject line? So hi and the person's first name, always. And then uh-huh. I will That's say either – and then I will say either dash referral <laughs> or referral slash career opportunities. And I reach out uh-huh. to them as though I'm looking for somebody that might be a good fit. So I'm I'm doing it like very nonchalant, like, hey, I came across your background and I was wondering if you might know anybody who would be interested in this opportunity. Sometimes if they're actively looking, then I'll mention, I see you have your resume out there and I wanted to read, you know, similarly. I know you hate reach mm-hmm. out, by the way. I read that. So oh, my apologies. My one bad, of the my people bad. people that actually studied the rules before. That's good. <laughs> and, and still ignored it. <laughs> Get, get, she she earned a, a special award at the end of the year, Animal. Okay. <laughs> That's far away. So so hold on a second. So you send them this. Oh, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Okay. Uh, so does anyone you're you're bugging these IT people? Does anyone ever get mad at you for sending them one of these uh, notes? No. Almost never. I mean, I, I very, very, very rarely they either ignore uh-huh. them or they accept my invite, and then uh-huh. they they don't have anything, or they give me a referral, or they set up an interview, well, and get mad and about I send animal? them the information. Well, what, these guys are mad. They hate recruiters. They someone just told me they hate recruiters. IT people hate recruiters. Chris Schwackover told me that's who. He works at Facebook. Okay, he should know. Okay, they hate all the, bad all the recruiters that don't know who they're targeting correctly, they, and they get annoyed because they get bombarded. So if they have a, a bad recruiter that is trying to find to put them in a round hole when they're a square peg, yeah, they're going to get pissed and. If they're constantly being bugged, they're going to get pissed too. But if you catch them in the right place at the right time, they're, and you and you possibly even know someone. I have a you know pretty big network, almost going on ten thousand. Not that it's a huge one, but it's big enough. So like just saying, you know, if you treat them with respect, they'll treat you back with respect. Because no, okay. you're right. But, well, Most recruiters are. Speaking of good. which. Okay, what I like is that you said once you're starting to talk to the candidate, if she rambles, tell her. Give her some tough love, right? Are you saying that I'm rambling? No, you said that in your – I read your Oh, article, yes. You I thought you were talking okay. about me. Ah! Okay, so yes. I already so gave you that lecture. I, actually, I gave you that lecture, I, and you seem to have learned from it, okay? That's hysterical. That's <laughs> Well, you do the same thing. It sounds like you're like me. Hey, don't go to my cat. Don't go to the client. Don't go to the client and wander all over the place. There's only an hour for the interview. Like you, you you hit them with it, right? You tell them straight. Is that is that how you do it? Tell us what you do. That that is not how 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 I do it, animal. How I do it is, I. I help them to reposition what they're saying so that their messaging is very concise in one to two sentences. And if, for example, the question is related to, like, you know, leaving their job, and they tell me a big, long ramble, and they say their boss was a dog and this and that, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm telling them in order to be successful upon interview, you've got to get that down to two sentences quote-unquote elevator pitch, 
and you have to put some positive spin on it. And I actually will help them with the wording. So you write it out for them? You write it Um, out for them? Occasionally, but I will verbally, yes. Occasionally I'll write it out for them, but usually I just um, give them a verbal suggestion. And I have a friend. I have a friend. In fact, I still... I still have a friend. I'm going to talk over you. And he, because uh, I'm the host, he can says. I ask a, he, can I ask a question of Wendy? Go ahead. Um, have you um, uh, tracked any information or uh, stats on whether that's valuable to have those lengthy um, uh, regrouping discussions with a candidate before they go to an interview? Like before oh, I not to talk to people about these. It would take me 10 interviews to play somebody. Once I implemented this methodology in coaching people, now it's every four people get an, an offer. I mean, do you have any data on that, or is it just the way I you do it? I have no data other than that I've been called the killer biller and that hmm. my placement ratio is significantly higher than the people that I work with, hmm. that, that I do splits with. Like, I will consistently... <clears throat> Achieve above the other people. So somehow or another, I'm doing something. Do you have right. an idea yeah. what your numbers are there? Just just curious. How many send In outs to offer? Send outs to offer. Oh, you know, it's changed so much over the years. I used to track that, actually. <laughs> yeah. And it used to be, believe it or not, back in the old days, like 40 to 1, and now it's more yeah. like, you know, 5 to 1. Okay. So, so like it's it's really transformed a lot because I'm not spaghetti slapping anymore. Yep, that's the way to do oh. it. I think that's the. I like that killer biller. I like that killer biller. I like. I, I got a I'm little baboon for that. Uh-huh. I have to ask you a question and then go to an ad. I got to do an ad, but I want to ask you another question first. My friend who placed engineers, uh, and he would tell them, hey. You know, if they didn't have any personality, hey, you know what? If you go to an interview and, and act like this, no one's going to hire a wet noodle. He would tell them that. Okay? So I'm not the only if one. If the guy is a wet noodle, he, he's going to show up as a wet noodle. You see, you can't change who people are during an interview. And they forget all the crap agree. that you loaded them up with three minutes into it. And next thing you know, guess what? There they are as the person that they are, the wet noodle. I, funny enough, I, I agree 90% of the time that you can't stop a wet noodle from being a wet noodle. Yeah. Okay, on to commercial. Okay, <laughs> but you can, write a, you, can write a, you can write his elevator pitch, though. So. Okay, hey, everybody, recruiting animal And he'll here. never or, remember it. <laughs> I think he will. Hire tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. The super-duper sourcing tool, everybody loves it. You tell it what you want. You don't have to know anything, okay? You can be a dummy or an ignoramus. You tell it what you want, and it writes the search strings for you. No Boolean for you. It does it, okay? Then it does a search, and it gives you ranked results. It tells you who's best for your job. Then it tells you who's likely to be ready for a move, right? And it also guesses the salary range on these people. It doesn't tell you if they like the Maple Leafs. Sorry about that. But it searches a ton of sites like Facebook, GitHub, LinkedIn, 
You know what? Hire Tool is also famous for giving you very good contact info. You know, the guest mentioned uh, Hunter.io a few minutes ago. That's not doesn't work on LinkedIn anymore. Hire Tool does, and you can get a free Chrome extension and try it out. So go check them out at HireTool.com. Nintran, if you want to have a demo, bring your toughest search to him, and he'll do it for you for free. Okay. As a, as, a, as a demo, I'm not saying that's the service. Can you find oh, environmental Pardon me? Can you find what? environmental engineers on it? I don't know. You know there's only 100 and some thousand on LinkedIn. There's a yeah. free trial for there's a free trial for your the woman that's on the phone that does the environmental engineering searches. So go for it, Rebecca. Thank Rebecca. you. Hey, Rebecca. <laughs> You're Rebecca, welcome, still Rebecca. here? Rebecca, yep. still with us? Yes. Yeah, you're, yeah I'm she's still pretending here. she's a polite. If, she's pretending <laughs> she's a polite Canadian. Okay, Rebecca, do you have any questions for uh, for Wendy? No, not at this time. No. You know, let me ask you this though. There's no Wendy's anymore. I haven't met a Wendy in a long time. This is the first Wendy I've encountered in quite a while. Am I right about that? There's not a lot of young Wendy's. Am I right, kids? Kids named Wendy. Do you know the origin of the name Wendy? From Peter Pan. Correct. You get no an way. A plus. Yes. Oh, really? Way. I just guessed. That is the, that is why cool. there was a when Peter Pan came out, there were a lot of people named Wendy, okay. and probably yeah, now they're all named Ashley. They're all they're all named Ashley. <laughs> and Emma. Yeah. Okay. Here's what here's what here's what uh here's what here's what uh, <coughs> the infor- some information that Wendy sent me during the year of the downturn I guess that was 2008 I was living in the Cayman Islands and earned six figures while living in a house on the water with a panoramic view doing split fee with a longtime recruiting partner So Jerry you wanted to correct. know your numbers but not those numbers but I'm giving him numbers She lived in paradise <laughs> Okay, and she was making a lot of money for doing it. Now she wants to go back full time, so she's getting out of recruiting. Okay. Hey Wendy, you no. placed- Wendy, I have my yeah. Stingray City T-shirt on. Oh, you go. Well, I was actually in the Brack. I lived in the Brack, which oh, is okay. a sub island, and it's got like iron shoreline. So that's like, and it's much less expensive to live there than to oh, live I on imagine. like Grand. It costs a ton to be down there. Wow. Uh-huh. Oh, did yeah, every, did you, yeah but it, you... Cayman Brack is, like, not that expensive. I bought a house, panoramic water view. At that time, it was, like, 250 k wow. And it was, like, a two-bedroom. Yeah, it was a two-bedroom, probably one bath. But, cool. yeah, and it was, I mean, I'm talking major. And there's a lot of Americans that live down there, too. And that's what I love uh-huh. about Wi-Fi. Okay, yeah. listen. If you've got, if you, if you're, uh, could, do you think any decent third-party recruiter should be able to do that? And if you can't, then you really are not that good. Is that like a measurement of being able to move to a beautiful island and earn six figures while you're down there? Well, I, you know, listen, the economy tanked the following year. I came back. I got divorced. I, you know, I was in a five, Category Five hurricane, so I don't want to like over-glorify this. But, um, uh-huh. you know, and then I wound up, you know, becoming a certified resume writer to do what I needed to do because all of a sudden every <clears> single <throat> job order known to man just stopped. So, you know, that was 2008. 
Oh, okay. Okay. No, no it's, it's nice to hear what people do when they're Yeah, but that year down, I did great, and then I continued onward after when the economy picked up, and, you know, so I would say no. I think not every recruiter can do that, and it is harder for agency recruiters now, in my opinion. Oh, really? Why is that? Yeah, I do, I do think there's a, a lot of shifts going on in the industry that reflect additional challenges with biz dev based on colleagues and you know, um, that do like, you know, email marketing and that type of thing. And, you know, so I see a change in the industry, you know, more of the RPO model, you, you know, you know what's going on. Yeah. Okay. But my audience doesn't, that's why they're listening to this show. <laughs> the animal but doesn't on. know what's going on. <laughs> well, but animal, I wanted to let you talk because I don't go to on and on and on and on. Uh, okay. You you place you place forty people with one company. That's what I call rapport. But before we talk about that, there's lots of people on the line. Does anybody want to ask Wendy a question? Anybody got a question? Anybody? Come on. I'm going to open a bunch of uh, I'm going to open a bunch of lines. Sorry, I didn't see you guys had called yet. Okay. Phil from England is here. Other people. Anybody got a question for Wendy before I go on? Five. Four, three, <laughs> two. Nope, nobody. It's me. How did you fill forty? Put forty people in one company. What's a, is there a story there? Is it interesting? There is a story, and I'll, I'll try to consolidate it as much as possible. But I want to be somewhat specific. So my sister worked at Hyperion and was a founder of a company called OutlookSoft that got bought out by SAP. Well, a lot of those same people scattered, and they reformed a company that, that um, you know, did financial analytics solutions. And so what happened was I reached out to that hiring manager because somebody from another company in the BI space was looking for a pre-sales role. And I got really lucky because he was just starting to place implementation consultants and had no HR department. And so... I basically devised and developed the strategy for recruiting for that, and I had prior experience placing implementation consultants in the enterprise performance space. So, you know, and it was a relationship thing because he knew my sister. I mean, you know. That's, okay, that's the key. Yeah. That's the key. Okay, yeah. Don't have I have a, a big family. I don't have a sister. I don't what? have a sister. I don't have a sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why you're not the killer biller. Yeah. That's just mean. Okay. Now you say, I have always been an internet recruiter. What does that mean? Like you were telling us about using InMail for business development and, you know, is that what, is that what it means? I have always been an internet recruiter. The internet was not that hot in 1995. Okay, so exactly. So I had just logged on to AOL at that time, and then it was really 96 when I started recruiting. But, but like, okay, that's a long time ago. So literally, I believe I was still on dial-up modem when I first, first started. And Headhunter.net, yeah, which was – yeah, Headhunter.net was free, and it was absorbed by um, CareerBuilder. And during that time, just to prove how hard it is on BizDev's side now – it was so hot back in the the mid '90s that I got 70, and I know you're going to mention this anyway. I got 70 new clients in one year. 
all by email, just saying urgent hiring needs. And I would, and I went to all the people that were like had ads out for jobs, and I would say urgent hiring, and they would just, you know, this is before LinkedIn. So what else did they have but us? You know, so so I got literally like, I mean, it was so easy. It was like candy from a baby getting contracts. Yeah, but how did you find your how did you find your candidates back then? And not only that, well, you were trained as a was second, free. Let me, yeah. Okay. So you went to a job board. You went to a job board, and and you just harvested resumes from a job board. Is that what you're saying? She took all the low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah, but what what about you know you you were trained as a nutritionist you said uh, you didn't know anything about <laughs> IT uh, and you didn't work in an office with knowledgeable people how did you um, you know show your okay. convince your clients that you knew something because you didn't know anything okay and the candidates you mean, same I, thing. You mean candidates or clients the clients both. Um, I had I had the other recruiter I would get the contracts for him but he would actually solidify them. So he had a background in Newman Factors Engineering, UIU. Well, now it would be like UIUX, you know. So he's he's actually a high-level user experience <laughs> dude now. So you had a and mentor. In you, you had a partner. You had a partner who trained yes. you, right? But on the candidate side, it was just a matter of, you know, again, my charming personality. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've, and we would also buy, this is hysterical, we would buy CDs. So I bought from, there were like companies out there, and I bought a CD that had like all, the, it was like an employee list of Oracle. And then the other one thing that you, that you could do too is, and I never liked doing this, is route, rousing or rousing, rousing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And rousing. that's like Rousing. where you kind of get the receptionist to give you the names of the we people. We know what that and is. And I've heard some. We know what that is. I, I don't got like a question about that. that, but I, I, I'm running out of time. We're having so much fun. At least I am. I don't know about anybody else. That I, I've got 15 minutes. I got two ads still to do. Okay, so I got to do one right of, now. Oh, Wendy, I'm impressed with the tools you had in '96. I started in '97, and we hey, didn't even that's have ancient internet. history. That's ancient history. Right now, we want to talk about Kathy PC Recruiter. Okay, oh, gosh, a few minutes. You're getting of- so commercial. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know, four short ads. Okay, give me a break. A few minutes ago, I said the great thing about PC Recruiter uh, is that it's, it won an award, right? But here's what I, I think is really great about it. I don't know if Martin would agree with me, but it's configurable. So, you know, you can make it suit your own workflow. They don't tell you exactly how it's be. It's like a chameleon, okay? You try it out one way. If uh, you wanted to do something else, then you can change it. Yeah, however you want to structure your work, it's up to you. It's very malleable. And you might be thinking, hey, animal, I'm not technically inclined. Even the word configure scares me. Okay? But let me tell you something. You don't have to worry about that because PC Recruiter gives you great support. Every guest on this show who's used it, they swear that's the truth. Okay? doesn't matter if you're a solo recruiter or a member of a big recruiting team. Okay? Big or small they serve them all. PC Recruiter loves you. Remember that. Go check them out at pcrecruiter.net. Hey, Wendy, since we're in the home stretch now, is there anything? I mean, I got lots of questions. We're not going to get to them. You can come on again anytime. But are there any questions that you really want to talk about? You, something you think recruiters have to know that 
uh, I haven't touched on that you want to uh, speak about? Well, we started talking about the resume thing earlier and got sidetracked. So I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about, okay, there are conflicts. Some recruiters like to fix it themselves. Third party we're talking about now, you know, um, agency side recruiters. Some some like to tweak it themselves. Some like to send the candidate back and hope. My, my hope and prayer is they'll come back to me within, like, a timely fashion, you know, or some of them need to actually reach out to maybe someone that does resume writing and can do quick turnaround and, and tweak things quickly. So the tweak aspect is a short and sweet thing. Okay, I didn't uh, – yeah, yeah, okay, fine. Okay, that was really interesting. <laughs> Where are we going with that? <laughs> yeah, well, I was going to get to that, but I was going to get to that. Wendy, Wendy, here's what I was asking you. Since you're a career coach, what do recruiters not know that career coaches do know, okay? And I don't want to lecture. I just want something concrete. Is there something that career coaches know that we don't know that we should know about how to deal with people and – stuff like that. Well, I'm taking my CPCC now and the term coach like kind of like life coachy, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the like some of the content they're teaching is like and not to to you know, discount it, but it's the a style that's different from yours and mine whereby they like explore with the candidate with their, you know, but I do that too. I, I do want to know, you know, if you love doing X, don't do Y because I don't want to place you in a place that it's not going to work. So out. how do you I ask them that? Do you just say, what was your favorite thing in, in your current job or which, which kind of work you like the best? Is, is that, is, is, that's what it amounts to, right? Just asking them that question. Is that right? Within, coach, within coaching, yes. You know, if you, I'll give you a very quick example. And the quick example is, if you were a manager, but you hate managing people, don't position your resume to be a manager. Don't go after the jobs that are management because you don't like do doing Do these people it. do that? That's do people dumb. do that? Do people they do that? They do it all the time. <laughs> and not only that, but they spell it, spell it manger, M-A-N-G-E-R. There are a million mangers out there. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're all full. Okay. Okay, now you say you say that if your candidate has seven good things on a, on his or her resume and one bad thing, you got to present that candidate warts and all, okay? So you got to include you can't shove anything under the carpet. You always tell your client about the bad things about your reservations about the, the candidates as well. Is that true? Yes, and Yes, and you touched upon it earlier. And it's let's say that their communication skills when I interviewed them were a little bit either they were blah or maybe they were over-talkative. Whatever that is, even though I may coach them on that, like you said, they may or may not change. So I would rather, you know, address the elephant hiding under the carpet and basically say, you know, in in my summary, you know, it, I did notice this candidate was a little bit on the shy side or, you know, whatever. So I'm not positive he's a culture fit for you, but I wanted to present uh-huh. him anyway because he's got X, Y, and Z. <clears throat> okay. Now, Rich Rosen, this is almost my last question. Rich Rosen's uh-huh. on the line. He's also a killer biller, okay? 
and he works quite often in the same field as you with his IT salespeople. And uh, he says he's been having a lot of trouble with internal recruiters. They're impediments uh, in, in his work. Do you find the same thing? All the time. <laughs> Amen. All the time. They don't, have, they don't tend to have sense of urgency. No, I think and they compete the with you, recruiters, too. The internal recruiters feel threatened by an outside recruiter. I was an internal recruiter, and it's like if they that, go to an outside person, it would be like, wait a minute, I can do this. Why are you taking it out of my hands? So I think it's more of threatening their position, the recruiters, and they want to prove they can do it themselves. Okay. so Well, now you're very what, nice. It's called yeah, low self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> What's it called? Low self-esteem? <laughs> what specific? Can you give us a story uh, about a specific problem you've had with internal recruiters, uh, Wendy? Oh, well, um, at the end of that run with that company I placed 40 people at, they didn't mention to me they were going to hire an internal recruiter. And this particular recruiter thought he was all that in a bag of chips. And basically, like, you know, I understand, listen, it cost them a lot of money to hire all those people, and they needed to cut back on expenses. But this guy was a, I'll call him a whippersnapper, which is kind of hysterically <laughs> funny, because most people on the line, if they're, if they're in, in the age range that's way below me, will not will laugh. But the point of the story is that what he did was basically – like pull it, you know, yank out the carpet from under me. And I've had other ones do the same thing. Like they'll come in because I deal with a lot of startups. So the early days are always good when they have nobody. And then they get wise when they start looking, you know, the CFO takes a look at how much you cost. You know, they're like, oh, we need someone internally. But then they get a person that really doesn't know what they're doing. And it's it's just another, you know, it's like a middleman. So it just yeah. slows the process. How does that how does that what do you mean they get wise? What do you mean they they see they see how much you're spending, Mike, and and she, they don't want to pay that much anymore, so they hire some punk to harass her <laughs> rather than you know help her or or, or even uh, do this stuff stuff. How do they get? Right. Go ahead, sorry, oh, Mike, you're an internal recruiter. <laughs> yeah, well, saying get wise sounds like we figured out that we're spending all this money and getting no value. No, not no value. I don't think that would be the case. They're they're misled. They actually think that if they hire someone internally, that person will then be able to do the same thing that I do or you do, you know, or the agency side recruiter does, when the reality is they're internal and they're like maybe – I would say, like, if a company hires a bunch of internal recruiters, typically, like, five of them is equal to one of me, you know? So, no, not to be cocky, but it is what it is. Because they don't really, they're like junior, and they don't know what they're doing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Mike, Mike, Mike Recruiter, Michael G. Cox, he's not one of those dummies. I will swear by him, okay? But in the meantime, and and I'm just going to tell you something, Wendy. I wanted you to give us a specific story, and you really didn't say how that punk, what you call the whippersnapper, uh, anyway, you didn't tell us how he got in your way. What stupid things he did to, you know, to make it didn't help you or whatever. I, I want a clear story. Think about it while I do my final ad, okay? Please. Okay. okay. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here for Honeit. H-O-N-E-I-T. Didn't mean to hurt your feelings, dear. Okay. Honeit <laughs> is phone in- <laughs> I'm 
interview technology. I didn't mean you told a terrible story. Just, you know, just this is how I like it shaped up when I come back, okay? Okay. Hone it is phone interview technology. The candidate and the recruiter, let me tell you how it works. They dial into the interview just like a normal phone call, right? They have the regular interview, only it's recorded. And then you end up with an audio recording. And not only that, that's automatically turned into a transcript that you can read and search for keywords. So you don't have to worry about taking notes or forgetting some details. And you know what? You can pass that information on to a bunch of people so they don't have to you know, have six people interviewing the same candidate, asking them the same questions over and over again. And, you know, when you are a recruiter uh, and you know that this question's a killer question, it's really important, you just press a button uh, when you ask it, then you talk about it, then you press another button, and it's highlighted as a clip, a separate clip that you can pass on to the hiring manager and anybody else on the hiring team. And the especially good thing about this is that if you're a recruiter and you don't have all the technical knowledge that uh, is required to assess the candidate, you can still ask the question. The candidate has the technical knowledge, gives it all into the recording and the transcript, then you pass it on to someone who can understand it, okay? So go check it out at honeit.com. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Okay. Should we ask a, another question for the final, or do you want to say tell a story about how these guys have screwed you up. You hit already okay, asked so a question. It, it screwed me up because I don't like it when the internal recruiter takes away the process from you. So I like to brief. I like to debrief. I want to keep in touch with my candidate. I want to make sure that everything's on smoothly going on. So I like to know the scheduling. And when you pull that rug out from under me, you're getting rid of half my value as a recruiter. Because those are important things to follow up with people. And then in the final negotiation, I like to negotiate the contract, work with them on the pros and cons, all of that stuff. And when the internal recruiter comes in, if they don't keep the external recruiter prized, it is to their detriment to some extent because we can't okay, do our job. Are you saying that you can't follow up with the hiring manager any more directly because no one's stopping you from following up with the candidate but you have no direct contact with the hiring manager is that your big beef um or the candidate i can follow up with the candidate and guess my best but i'm i'm getting the rug pulled out from under me because that guy was actually calling the candidates and doing debriefs himself so i can't do like double debriefs i mean but yeah it's also client side like not getting access to the clients we've had that happen before with several companies so michael you know G. that's cox, a common final issue word to you too. michael g cox do you want to rebut her anything you got to say no well it sounds as though she's trying to impose her process on an internal recruiter, and that's not going to work either. Okay. You're on, you're on that punk side. You think that punk is doing the right thing. Am I right, Michael G. Cox? No, but e even when I was on the outside, I had to know, okay, what is your process so I can make sure that I keep you accountable to it, and then you know, I'll follow that. But what, but there was no process. I created the process in this case. But if it's a material, if you're an agency recruiter, why pay this? Why pay us thirty grand to flip a resume over the fence and then just be done with it? You know, you might as well let the agency recruiter get some insight to the candidate. Share that with the internal recruiter. Share. You know, you don't have to call the hiring manager every day, but you should be able to talk to the internal recruiter 
as needed. You know, I mean, not mm-hmm. every, you know, not every ten seconds, but there's got to be a good partnership. That was the whole point. You know, my earlier thread, at least. But that was the whole the whole point of it. Working together is more than just flipping a resume over the fence for thirty grand. I mean, it just seems foolish. Yeah. Okay, we don't have any more time to go into this in depth. We don't have time. Rich Rosen is coming in a month or so, and he's going to go at it. And I hope he's got some real stories. We've got to get granular on this. Wendy, I have enjoyed having you. I hope you come back another time, even though you're moving on into the resume and career, career coaching world. Uh, you're a little more, more low-key. You're more low, way more low-key. You've got a pleasant manner, but I thought you were going to be shouting at me the whole time. Okay? Did you have fun? I had a blast. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, and I'm sure. still recruiting. Don't think I'm not Wendy recruiting. PC Recruiter, Main Sequence Technologies, have been there helping people like us, understanding our game, understand how we work, understanding... Hey! I don't need this, man. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.